Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. It is Thursday, August 23rd. This is Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. (laughs) It's lit. We here. Let's get it. Uh, I know it's been a couple of weeks since I've had an episode, but look, your homie, he got a puppy now. If you never had a puppy... Then, then you'll you really never understand, you know, how little time you have to do the things that you used to do. Um, but I'm all about that grind. I'm never gonna, you know, I'm never gonna give this up, no matter what a puppy says to me. Um, but nah, but yeah, we did get a puppy, uh, so things have been, you know, very busy. Um, but I'm still here to give you what you need to give you that news, that hip-hop and R&B discussion that you crave. You feel me? Um, so I got a, I got another very exciting episode for you this week. You know, it's August. It's been, you know, personally for me, musically, August has been a fantastic month. You know, there have been four things that have really shaped it musically. Number one, Travis Scott dropped Astroworld. And, you know, in the last episode, I talked, you know, about how big of a deal that was. But we've been waiting on it for a minute, and it's fantastic. Uh, number two, the On the Run tour touched down at Soldier Field here in Chicago a couple weeks ago. And it was it was amazing. I'm not going to lie. Probably one of the best concerts I've been to ever. And I've been to a lot. Um, I had seen Jay-Z before. But it was back in 2009 when he was touring off of like the Blueprint 3 was his most recent project and everything before that. Uh, so it was just okay. Um, 
And I had like nosebleed seats, so you know the experience wasn't that great. I've seen Beyonce before at the Formation Tour. That was the first time. Also at Soldier Field, that was dope. That was dope. We had better seats this time at the On the Run Tour, and they killed it. Like I'm not gonna talk too much about it, but you know the transit, the 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 production of that show was fantastic. The way they transitioned between each other's songs, you know, was it was done masterfully. Um, and it was just great. Beyonce killed it. Jay killed it. Like, like it was such a great combination. And then last week, Drake, uh, came through Chicago with the Aubrey and three Migos tour. And that was lit. That was lit. We had really good seats for that. The set for that was dope. Drake, you know, you know, he, it's, it's sad that, you know, he isn't as good as singing live as his produced songs are because, I mean, I I don't know if this is news to you all, but Drake is not a good singer. He's not. He's produced very well so that his singing songs sound good. But, you know, he himself does not have a great singing voice. And live, that shines through. He can't fake it like a lot of other people can. He tries to sing through it, but, you know, he can't really. But, But it was still an amazing show regardless of that because Drake is a great performer. He just is. He brings the energy. And then fourth, which hasn't happened yet, but will happen very soon. Tomorrow, we are leaving for Brooklyn because we're going to Afropunk. And I've heard so many good things about Afropunk in the past. But, um, you know, we're going to Afropunk in Brooklyn uh, this weekend. I'm very excited. Erica Badu is the main headliner. Janelle Monet is going to be there. Smino is going to be there. The Internet's going to be there. Tyler, the creator. Um, it's a few. It's a few. Well, we got a long list of people that we're trying to see. Um, but I'm very excited for that. That's it's gonna be R and B heavy. Like most of the people we're going to see is definitely R and B. There's not a lot of like hip hop artists, you know, you know, that were you know, that we have in our there's not a lot of the hip hop artists that are gonna be there are not ones that we're really, you know, fiending for. But, you know, who knows, might discover some new some new stuff. So yeah, I mean I think this August might go down personally for me as like one of the best music months. I've had, I mean, last July, like, 2020, shoot, what year is it? I literally just tweaked. I was like, is this 2019? Um, Last July, 2017, you know, I had the For Your Eyes Only tour, the damn tour with Kendrick, all in the same month. So, you know, that's, that's up there, but I don't know. I don't know if it can beat this August. I mean, I, I don't think it can. Um... So yeah, I'm you know I'm I'm really about this. I love music so much. I love experiencing music in person. My wife will tell you that you know I'm the king of concerts. Like I can get the tickets that we need, you know, quick before they're snatched up, and I will make sure that we are at all the important concerts because you know that's just you know how much I really enjoy you know music and hip hop and R and B. I want to be there. I want to see my artists. You know, my favorite artists out there performing up front. So I try to do that as much as I can. Um, so I'm very excited for Afropunk. Um, you know, it's it's rounding out, you know, a year, a big year of concerts. I don't know if I've ever seen as many concerts in one year as I will have by the time 2018 is finished. We still got Childish Gambino on deck. We still got J. Cole's KOD tour on deck. We still got uh, uh, Gallant, his tour um, so yeah, I'm excited, um, but I'm even more excited to be bringing you a brand new episode of this podcast, and we are for sure 
gonna you know keep with the same format um at the end of the hour uh, i'm gonna hop into the dig deeper segment i'm going to we're gonna be talking a little bit about Nicki minaj today um and you know i'll, I'll save i'll save all the teasers for the for that segment we got a lot to talk about um before that i'm gonna hit you with the press play segment so i can keep you on board with all the stuff that you need to check out that has happened um but right now I'm going to give you the song of the week. So as you know, I've been doing this song of the week sampler series where I usually give you two songs, one that, you know, samples a song and the other is the song that has been sampled. So we're going to jump right into it this week. I've really been enjoying this series. Um, and just to show some love um, to Tiana Taylor, um, because I really think I really enjoy what she's been doing in the news with Jeremiah lately. And also, I think her we need to keep reminding or keep in the forefront how good her most recent album is. It's still a very good album. So um, her song, one of her songs on her album samples this old school joint. And that song is Love I Gave to You by the Delphonics. Uh, now, the Delphonics, they were an R&B group from Philly. Uh, they were mostly popular in the 60s and 70s, even though they, they put out an album in like the 80s and the 90s. Um, but, you know, the 60s and 70s was their era. And you'll know them best for their song, uh, La La Means I Love You. That's a, that's a popular joke. Everybody knows that song. Um, so this was another, you know, really good song of theirs. It's called The Love I Gave to You. Um, and this is the first uh, portion of of the song of the week sampler series for this week. So that was the Delphonics. I mean, if you're a, if you're a lover of old school R&B, like old, old school, like 60s, 70s R&B, definitely check out the Delphonics. They got a lot of, a lot of good joints that you can really get into. So now Kanye West, um, as well as Noah Goldstein, Mike Dean and Boogs the Beast. Um, they were the producers of the second song on Tiana Taylor's most recent album. Keep that same energy. And that song is Gonna Love Me. It's one of my favorite songs off the album. It's only two minutes and 45 seconds. I wish it was longer. But this Delphonics joint was sampled in Gonna Love Me off of Keep That Same Energy. So that was Gonna Love Me from Tiana Taylor's most recent album, Keep That Same Energy. One of the things that you we can never take away from Kanye West is how good he is at chopping up soul songs, old school R&B songs, sampling them, and turning them into a new song. And this is a perfect example of that. Tiana sounds great over it. It's a it's a classic Delphonic sample. So I really wanted to showcase that here. And there's a lot of, you know, I could, I could keep going for the next few weeks just off of Tiana Taylor's album on samples alone. But this was one that I really wanted to highlight. So the song of the week, you know, sampler series for this week was... The Love I Gave to You by the Delphonics and Gonna Love Me by Tiana Taylor. So now let's jump in to the press play segment. Welcome to the press play segment. As you know, it's split up into three parts. Uh, things to check out. That's where I keep you hip to music videos, performances, you know, stuff like that. 
um, that has, you know, come out in hip hop and R&B in the past couple weeks that you need to make sure that you're paying attention to. Rumor mill and announcements is where I keep you hip to any announcements from artists or rumors or things that are circulating that I want to make sure you know about. And then the upcoming and recently released projects, that is projects that have been released within the past couple weeks or so or are going to be released within the next month that I think you definitely need to save on Spotify or Apple Music or at least give a listen to. Um, So short list this week. Uh, Let's start with the things that you should check out. Tyler, the creator, um, dropped a music video for See You Again, which is off his Flower Boy album. Um, It's really dope. It features... Um, you know, him with a bunch of, I want to say it's the Navy. I, I think it's the Navy, but a bunch of like on a Navy base with a bunch of, um, you know, members of the Navy, you know, performing, you know, this, this song in the music video, they're all dressed up. Tyler's dressed up with them. It's, you know, he's, he's, you know, it's in his name. He's very creative, you know, and he is, he has really kicked it up a notch from where he started and he's a completely different artist. And that shows in his music and the production as well as, his music videos and best believe he has a large say in everything that goes on his music videos. So, you know, definitely check out that video It's dope. Boz, who is a Dreamville um, artist on J. Cole's label, Dreamville. He's putting out a project tomorrow called Milky Way. Um, and he dropped off a single for that called Tribe. Now, J. Cole's on the song and i believe j cole produced it so it's boz and j cole and they they are really good together they've got like two or three songs together and they're all fire um this one's called tribe they also dropped a music video for it um the chemistry between these two is off the charts and that's on screen and on wax so you definitely want to check this out um cardi b dropped off the music video for ring her song with kalani off of invasion of privacy it's dope um they both looking fly in the video you know performing their separate parts cardi b went all out definitely check out the music video for ring couple tiny desk um performances you should check out um npr does the tiny desk where artists come to the npr offices and perform like a two to three song set and for the uh npr employees so it's more intimate mac miller did one where he performed some songs off of his most recent project swimming that's dope definitely check that out and erica padu um, did one where uh, she performed. Oh, I can't think of the name of the first song she performed, but then she did Green Eyes, I think it is, and it was it took up like ten minutes of the video. It was it's it's wonderful. Erica Badu sounds absolutely great, um, and those NPR employees definitely got a treat. So definitely check out both of those tiny desks. You can go on NPR to find this, or you can go on YouTube, or you can go to the Thinking Outside the Boombox podcast newsletter to find all this information right in one place. Um, you can go to the thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, put your email in the box on the right. You'll get the newsletter uh, every Wednesday when the podcast drops, or you can just go to the newsletter tab on thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, and they'll all be there. Um, finally, on the things you should check out, Janelle Monet and Lena Wave did a profile on Hype uh, Hype Beast, um, where they interviewed each other, where they had an interview, Lena Wave and Janelle Monet, and it's definitely dope. Two great creatives, you know, talking to each other about their process and everything. You definitely want to check that out. Uh, the only thing in the rumor mill and announcements this week is Travis Scott has announced the Astro World tour. Um, he's hitting up most of the major cities 
um, general admission ticket or general public tickets go on sale tomorrow, so Friday, August 24th. All the pre-sales have been happening, you know, since Tuesday. Um, so if you want to want to see that tour, definitely go hit that up. I was going to go um, at plan to go and I got I got like a pre-sale code because I bought a, a hat with the Astro World merch but I couldn't really I don't want to go by myself because you know that's a serious turn up um <laughs> concert but I couldn't find anybody who was interested in going so you know I guess I'm I'm out here at Astro World by myself you feel me um so yeah I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit it out I've got enough concerts this year anyway um so yeah definitely you know get on that like by the time you're hearing this, tickets are probably on sale, so get on that. Go go to Ticketmaster, get you some Astroworld tickets. Upcoming and recently released, Nicki Minaj released her Queen album, her fourth studio album, on the 10th of August, so a couple weeks ago. Boz, as I said, is releasing his Milky Way album tomorrow. And then in September, there's no official date, but it is in September. No Name is releasing her Project Room 25, so look out for that. Uh, so that is it for the press play segment. After a short break, I'll be right back with the dig deeper segment. Let's get it. It is time for the Dig Deeper segment, and the topic today is Queen by Nicki Minaj. So, there's two sections to this. There's the album, where, you know, we can discuss Queen, its merits, its faults, um, and then there's the mess, because this, this, this album didn't come without its mess. Um, and I think it's important. I, I wanna, I, I'm going, I wanna end on a somewhat, you know, positive note, or, you know, just not negative note. So I'm gonna start with the mess, and then we can get into the album and talk about it. So the mess. Um, so Nicki Minaj's album dropped. Queen. This was her fourth studio album. There's been Pink Friday. There's been Pink Friday. Roman Reloaded. There's been The Pink Print, and then now Queen. Um, how, like, where do I even start? So the album debuted in its first week in the number two slot. Travis Scott, Astroworld, which was in its second week, got the number one slot. So throughout all of this, Nicki Minaj has just been messy. Like, even before the album dropped, there was that whole thing with her and her ex-boyfriend Safari where she was on Funk Flex airing out Safari and, like, talking about his hairline and, like, calling people up to, like, say on air that Safari didn't write rhymes for her. Just messy. There's the fact that her Nicki Hendrix tour has been rescheduled. Um, Now, she's claiming... That is because the album got pushed back two months, and so she didn't have time to rehearse. So she's pushing the North American tour back, and now because of schedule conflicts, Future's not going to be on that half. 
when, you know, insider sources in the industry are saying that it's because of poor ticket sales. They're saying, look, ticket sales for this tour could be the worst of the year. Like these are big venues and they've sold like 10 to 15 percent of the capacity. So who knows what's real? Maybe it's both. But that's that's got to hurt. That's got to hurt. Right now, you know, this album is an album that was delayed a couple months. It was supposed to come out back in June. Right now, for reasons that are unclear, it got pushed back to August 10th. You know, the consensus is that she didn't want to drop at the same time as all these other albums like the Carters were coming out, you know, all those good music releases. And she didn't want to deal with all that. So she pushed it back. Um, so it was already delayed a couple months. But then you couple that with the disjointed album rollout that this album had. And, you know, that saw her push the date back publicly to the 17th because of different sample clearance issues, only to release the album on the original date of the 10th anyway. So we thought the album was coming late, and then all of a sudden it was just out anyway. And rather than that be a surprise, like, oh, yay, the album's out, which I'm sure it was like that for her fans. For most people, it was just like, what are you doing? So, so you know, there's the whole thing with the tour getting rescheduled. There's her being, you know, messy with... um. Uh, Safari. She came at Drake and Spotify. I mean, not really came at Drake, but she, you know, was talking about how Spotify decided to teach her a lesson. These are her tweets. She said, Spotify put Drake's face on every playlist. She's talking about when Drake Scorpion came out, but told me they'd have to teach me a lesson for playing my music 10 minutes early on Queen Radio. Queen Radio is her. She now has an Apple Music sh- uh, radio show on Beats One. It's called Queen Radio. Um, so she said, they told me they'd have to teach me a lesson for playing my music 10 minutes early on Queen Radio, even though they've been giving away my music for free for years. And I'm one of the top Spotify artists of all time. Spotify had to teach me a lesson, but rewarded the man who has, who has had an Apple radio show the longest. So she's saying Drake's had an Apple radio show the longest, but they put his face all over the place inadvertently helping the Apple platform the most. Oh, I can't wait for Queen Radio on Tuesday. They took away my promotion. They had promised for the first couple of days because of this. Hashtag Queen. So she's just being... So, like... This is all after she found out that she got the number two album in the country. And we'll get into that in the... Or in America... Yeah, in the country. Um, behind Travis Scott Astroworld. So instead of just being grateful for that... She's getting on Twitter, on Instagram, and she's being messy behind all of this. Spotify responded, and they were like, look, Spotify supported Nicki Minaj with a Times Square billboard, a host of the largest playlist, New Music Friday, and the New Music Release Shelf. Her song, Bed, actually saw an increase based on the promotions put behind the campaign. The company continues to be big fans of Nicki. Now, they didn't necessarily deny anything that she said, but they did say, like, yo, you tripping. Like, we, it's not like we deserted you. Um, so there's that, that mess, you know, she's bringing Spotify into this. Um, there's the fact that she equated herself fighting for artists to be credited for streaming. She equated that to Harriet Tubman fighting for the slaves. (sighs) Yikes. Um, there's the fact on the infamous Queen radio show, the Tuesday edition, right? The VMAs. Um, she said on her show that she was the best female rapper of all time. Um, and... Look, there can be a debate about that. Um, I don't think it's set in stone. There's been a lot of good female rappers, but there can be a debate. 
Um, but then here's where here's where things really got messy. She she blamed Travis Scott, Kylie Jenner, and even their daughter Stormy, you know, for her poor album sales. Uh, get this. Um, so Travis Scott has been doing this thing. Like he had like seven phases of merch on his site, and for most of his merch, if you bought something, a digital album came with it. And he also sold tour passes, so it was like, yo, you buy this tour pass, you get, you know, a pre-sale to, um, you know, a future show, um, or you, you know, you get a guarantee, like a ticket to a future show, also comes with an album. So here's what Nicki Minaj tweeted. Travis sold over 50,000 of these, talking about the tour passes, with no requirement of redeeming the album, false. With no dates for a tour, etc. False. I spoke to him. He knows he doesn't have the number one album this week. I love my fans for the number one album in America. I'll explain on Queen Radio. Four albums in, number one in 86 countries. My first album sold 400k. No one is doing that with debut albums now. So I'm so grateful. I lost out on 12 hours of sales and did 200,000 in one week after I was supposedly canceled. I bit my tongue last Queen Radio, but I won't on Tuesday. I love you guys so much. I looked at the numbers for the Carters, Kanye, Nas, etc. recently did. Travis sold 200K in his first week of clothes alone. I spoke to him last night, and he said he's been selling clothes before the music. Billboard says they'll change the rules because of this, so it should be changed now. I put my blood, sweat, and tears in writing a dope album only for Travis Scott to have Kylie Jenner post a tour pass telling people to come see her in Stormy. LOL, I'm actually laughing. Queen broke the record of being number one in 86 countries. Thank Jesus. And thank you to my fans. So Kylie Jenner posted a thing with about the tour pass. Like, come see me and Stormy. Come, like, get a tour pass. Nicki Minaj is somehow insinuating that Travis Scott is, you know, they're in cahoots to, uh, you know, con- is a conspiracy against Nicki to make sure she didn't get the number one to drive people to buy these tour passes. When, nah, Kylie Jenner is supporting her baby, her baby's daddy. You know, and trying to get people to buy tour passes to come to the tour. It has nothing to do with Nicki Minaj. If she didn't have an album out, she still would have done this. So, like, she went on her radio show full of all her yes men. You know, people who the entire show were just like, yo, you are the greatest rapper of all time. Like, I'm not lying. This is exactly... I listened to the whole thing. Because I was like, look, before I, I go to talk about this, I need to hear this radio show so I can get all my facts of exactly what she's saying. And it was full of her yes men talking about, yo... Nicki Minaj is the greatest rapper of all time. Like, that's just what they were saying. She gave him, she was giving out awards. She gave Travis Scott Ho Nigga of the Week. And she claimed it's all entertainment and she's not seriously angry. But she called him out for selling merch and having it count towards his album sales. Um, So, you know, all the albums that, you know, you know, when they buy merch and it comes with an album, that was counting towards album sales. So she's saying that's not fair. Um, she also claimed that on Thursday, when he saw that Queen was about to get number one, he had Kylie post about those tour passes to drive more sales. So she's mad because she's claiming it has nothing to do with the album, yet it counts towards sales. However, she is doing the exact same thing on her merch site. We'll get into that in a little bit. She also called him an auto-tune nigga, um, and she, you know, was going, just being weird on the episode, throwing all these sound effects behind everything she said, and just being extra. Um, she over and over again claims that she didn't care about the number one album, yet she's spazzing on this radio show about it for at least an hour. Like, it was a, 
two and a half hour show. And for at least an hour, you know, combined, she talked about this. So let's break this down. She chastised Kylie and Stormy for posting for fans to buy tour passes for her baby daddy's tour. Um, okay, I don't see anything wrong with that. Let's talk about the merch and the tour pass thing. You buy a tour pass or merch and an album comes with it. I bought an Astro World hat, just came today. I got a digital copy of the album with that, as well as a pre-sale code for, you know, you know, tickets to to the tour. What you pay for is no doubt more than what you pay for an album. So why shouldn't that count as an album sale? Like, I get it. People came for a shirt and that counts as a sale. But what's the big deal already? If really, if I pay $30 for a hat and I get an album with it, that seems like a deal. I'm getting a hat and an album for $30. That's that's a deal. Albums usually cost $10. So if I'm paying $30, $35, how should that not count as an album sale? But let's let's throw that out. Let's throw let's throw that let's throw the like the logic behind it and let's just talk about why is she mad about it when she's doing the exact same thing. If you go to NikkiMinajQueen.com, she's selling merch on her site, and that merch comes with an album, and she's got a concert ticket like album sale redemption offer that that together has bolstered her sales. And that's that comes straight from Billboard, who who counts this. They said Astro World as well as Queen, uh, their sales were bolstered by the fact that they're selling merch that comes with um an album and that counts towards album sales. And this is the exact same thing she's spazzing on Travis about. So what is the real issue? Is she mad because Travis sold more doing the same thing that she's doing? Let's look at the numbers. Travis was in the second week of his album release. He sold 205,000 in his second week with a little over 78,000 traditional album sales. So let's just call that 79. Nikki in her first week sold 185,000 album equivalent with 78,000 traditional. Now, I don't know if the merch counts towards the album equivalent units, which is with the stream and stuff, or with the traditional album sale, but if it's if it's the former then regardless, she sold under what he did in traditional in his second week. So, like, what's what's the problem here? You just sold less than he did. Like, and let's forget going head-to-head in the same week. Let's just look at first week versus first week, not, like, his second week versus her first week. In his first week, he sold 537,000 album equivalent with 270,000 traditional in his first week. That's three times what she did in her first week in both categories, in album equivalent and in traditional album units. Forget the merch and the tour passes. He sold more than Nicki Minaj's album because his album is better. That's facts. I And we're going to get into her album, but I think her album was good. I do. I think it was a good album, but Travis Scott's album was better. Astroworld is better than Queen. That's just facts. And the numbers show that. Like, he just sold more than you. It's not about merch. It's not about tour passes. He sold more records than she did because it was a better it was a better album. And is that what we're really mad about? You know, she claims she doesn't care about the number one. But she does. She really does. Because otherwise, why are we shading Travis and Kylie, you know, for doing the same things that you're doing to get sales? It's just that your sales didn't, you didn't get as many as he did. You know, I'm sure she also doesn't like hearing that Cardi 
outsold her in her first week. Cardi did, I think, about, I did the calculations earlier. I think first week to first week, like, comparatively, Cardi did, like, 1.3 more than she did in traditional and album equivalent, so with streaming and all that. Um, you know, Nikki is just coming off looking mad, petty, and bitter, and she's, you know, she keeps debating, you know, that this whole thing with, you know, just because I'm a woman speaking my mind, people are saying I'm having a breakdown and all of this stuff, like pulling that card, which in most of the times where she's used it has been valid. But no, it's because you're yelling and screaming on this radio show and on the Internet, shading people for doing the exact same thing that you're doing and trying to play the victim. That's why we're looking at you sideways like she's being a sore loser. So. I don't understand all of this. Like, you, she had a number two album. What is wrong with number two? Like, I get it. Like, out of her four albums, I think she's only debuted at number one once. And maybe she thought that this was a lock because, oh, it's like there's no serious hip-hop albums coming out in the second, like, that week. Travis is in his second week. I can beat that. But she didn't. And so now she's mad because she wanted that number one album and she's trying to pretend that like, oh, it's just jokes. But at the same time, she's going crazy talking about merch when she's doing the same thing. I don't get that. So I don't know. Something's going on with Nicki Minaj. Like for someone that high up in the game, like this is your fourth album in. You've been at this for so long for you to, you know, be coming off looking like bitter and ungrateful like this because you got beat out. For a number one album, like, this doesn't make me want to listen to your music at all. Like, I, like, I'm sorry. Like, it's hard to support someone who's acting so childish in the media. You feel me? So that's the mess. That's the mess that came with this album. Um, But I do want to talk about the album. Like, I want to I want to discuss you know, it's merits. Let me drink some water, man, because I just, you know, I just went off a little bit because it's not even me just trying to, like, defend Travis because I like Astroworld like that. And I do. Astroworld is great. I think it's, you know, definitely up there to get album of the year. But we'll talk about that in December, you feel me? Um, but it's just, I, I, can't, I can't sit by while, you know, Nicki Minaj does all of this, this foolishness you know, over, over album sales. She's too big for this. Like, this is like the same thing when, you know, all the rumors of her and Cardi, like there was no reason for her and Cardi to have an issue. She's too big for, for that to be egging any of that on. Like it's, it's ridiculous, but let's talk about Queen. So, uh, Queen came out. Um, it opened to the, it was her fourth studio album. It opened to the lowest amount of first week sales in her career, although she's very proud of the album, confident that it is her best work. I myself am confident that it is her best work. I think it's actually a very solid project, the most rap oriented of her career. On first listen, I thought it was average, but after more listens, I realized it's much better than I first thought. Like, it's a good album. Lyrically, um, I think Nikki tried her best to give us what we wanted, which was more rap, less pop. Like, we want to hear you spit like we want to hear you spit bars and you know she still did a lot of singing on this but nowhere near as much as on her previous albums like it wasn't the main focus like it seemed back then um and i mean nikki always seems to put a bunch of tracks on the album made for the mainstream but i thought that she really came with the bars on this project uh she had a remake of 
Notorious B.I.G.'s uh, Just Playing Dreams record, which is a classic. Also, 50 Cent's How to Rob. So, Just Playing Dreams was a big record where he, you know, was kind of poking fun at all the R&B women and talking about how he wanted to get with them. And, like, you know, he name-dropped a bunch of R&B artists and talked about, uh, you know, the different ways he wanted to get with them. 50 Cent did, you know, kind of the same interpretation of of that, except his was how to rob. So he talked about how he wanted to rob all of these rappers um, in the industry. And it was all in fun, you know, in 50 being 50. And same with Big. Um, but so she put out a song on this album called Barbie Dreams that is the is the same concept. She talked about all the rappers that you know, she would have sex with or why she wouldn't have sex with them because of this, that, and that. And it's genius. It's it, it was a great flip of that. And it's it's a large improvement on the version of this song she put out in 2007, which I think was called Dreams 07, where she did the same thing just with rappers that weren't as prominent or that aren't as prominent. And this version is just a lot better. And she's a lot better now. You know, it's a witty song that showcased her skills on the mic, her ability to remake a classic and make it her own. And now we're in an era where most of the game, they recognize that these weren't real disses. Unlike when 50 dropped and like 10 rappers came at his head. Um, And I can't forget to mention how fiery the third verse of Barbie Dreams is. Like she's spitting for real like that. The third verse of Barbie Dreams is the Nicki Minaj that we want to hear all the time. What else was good on this album? She snapped on LLC like like the beat was dope and, and she flowed over it fantastically. As far as pop songs go, that bed joint with Ariana Grande, it's all right. I don't ever need to hear it again. I'm not really here for, for pop Nicki. And I understand that's how she's made most of her money. Anaconda, Starships, you know, all the, all the stuff, Moment for Life, like all the stuff from, from her previous albums, that it was mostly pop Nicki. Um, and I've always wanted more rap Nicki. That's what I liked on the mixtapes. You know, that's what I thought was, you know, the most interesting about her. Um, so the pop joints on here, except for, you know, a couple I wasn't really with. Um, her flows and rhyme schemes, amazing on this album. She accomplishes a lot in that song, Good Form. And that beat was murdered by Mike Will. Um, that joint that Metro, Boomin, and Zaytoven produced that had Future on it, Sir. Um, that might be the hardest banger on the album. The beat is just too good. Um, I'm not going to lie. That ballad she did, Come See About Me, I'm really feeling that. She sounds really decent on it. And it's a well-written song. Like She always comes with one of those, those type of ballads. You know, She had Grand Piano. I think on a pink print, but this one I think is one of the best that she's done. It's simple and it's just her singing, but it's it's very polished. Um, she throws, she definitely throws a lot of shots at somebody on this album. Could be Cardi, could be Remy, who knows who she's could be. Lil Kim, you know, on the first song she said, "I or it, I don't remember what song it is." She says, "I bust shots, don't duck if it don't apply." She said, I ain't never have to strip to get the pole position. Mm, could be coming at Cardi there. Like, the whole LLC joint is a diss to somebody. Like, like she's she's taking her shots. She's spitting. She's she's really rapping. The production is, is, you know, it's not the best production I've ever heard, but it's fitting for her style, and it's good production. Metro Boomer was on it. Mike Will was on it a lot, and they, they gave her some good joints. Frank Dukes was there. Um... 
But, you know, the album is not without its problems either. You know, it kind of stagnates in the middle. Um, It could have lost like maybe five or six songs. Um, You know, I think, you know, it was like 18, 19 tracks. I don't think it needed to be that. It could have been like really like 10 to 13. And I think it would have been fun. She has a line on the first joint that says switching like sissies, which is, you know, pretty offensive. Um, She left rich sex on the album, which I think is a problem in itself. You know, she had that whole thing where she made comments about sex work and how, you know, she thought it was disgusting and how she didn't like that influence when she makes music that bigs up sex appeal. And then she dropped this song, Rich Sex, which was incredibly tone deaf considering the comments she made. Um... She got outshined, I think, on a number of songs throughout the album. Eminem wrapped circles around her on Majesty. Um, although I think Nicki definitely delivered on Chun Sway, I think Sway Lee really took the reins and the attention away from that. And, you know, on Thought I Knew You, even though it's mostly forgettable song, The Weeknd was still the most interesting part about it. So, you know, it has its problems. You know, it's... You know, it's not as exciting as she made it seem like it would be. While I think it is her best work, I think it is her most complete work, her most cohesive work, the work that, you know, kind of defines her a little bit more than her past projects. We're really getting to hear her spit a lot more from front to back. Um, um, you know, it, it still it still came with its issues, you know you know, lyrically, you know, from a song structure standpoint, you know, it's, it's, it's not completely there. You know, all in all, I do think it's the best album she's made in her catalog. It's an album we've wanted her to make for a while now. Um, she remained versatile throughout. Was it one of the best albums released this year? No, I don't think so. But she is clearly one of the best rappers in the game right now. Um, at the same time, the album doesn't hold me. Like it really doesn't. Like, I recognize that the songs that, you know, a number of the songs are good, but I don't think I'd miss the album if it disappeared from my catalog. There's only about four songs that I might listen to again. Like, Barbie Dreams, that's going that's going in the rotation. That's a dope song. It's, that's a, it's a great way to remix a classic. But is there any other song on that list that might even, like, get listened to again from me, and I I don't know, maybe Sir from Future, because it's a banger, maybe Come See About Me, um, because I like the way she sounds on it, but minus those three, maybe Majesty, because Eminem killed it, but, like, songs that I'm re-listening to for her off of an 18, 19 track album, I think it's, like, three songs, to be honest, like, it didn't hold me, um, she didn't go above and beyond. When you're one of the best rappers in the game, you are going to be held to a higher standard than your peers. That's just how that works. When you are one of the best and you are considered to be one of the best, you know, we're going to have a higher bar for you. That's just every it's been like that for everybody. Like when Jay, who she likes to keep calling herself the female Jay, Jay-Z at one point, we considered him the best rapper in the game. Like, that's facts. And so we're going to have a higher bar. So when you put out albums like Kingdom Come or, you know, Blueprint 3 or, you know, some of the songs that were on Magna Carta, we're going to come at you. And we did because we have a higher standard for you. And so the same has applied to Nicki Minaj. The only problem is I don't think she's ever been able to really understand that concept or live up to it. You know, I also don't feel like I learned 
anything more about Nicki Minaj personally. Like, I, what I want from Nicki is for her to spit and for, murder, for me to hear, you know, some serious maturity and growth within her lyrics. Um, and I, I didn't get that. And unfortunately, I think the mess that came with this whole album rollout, you know, from, you know, part of that, which might have been the label's fault, and then most of it, which has been all her, you know, with this Queen Radio stuff and all the jabs she's throwing, it's going to overshadow the fact that she made a decent album, but she brought that on herself. Like, critically, people are talking about Queen like, yeah, it's a solid project. It's better than anything she's put out. Is it is it still up to the expectations we have for her? No, I don't think so. Um, but to be honest, everything that's come with this rollout has made me not care about anything that Nicki Minaj ever puts out. And nothing that she even did, even though I recognize that it's a good project, nothing she did on it makes me excited for another Nicki Minaj song. She could not put out music for the rest of her career. And I don't think I'd miss it, to be honest. Um, I can't say that about all the other artists in the game, female or male. She's just, she's gone into that place for me. Like, same with Kanye. For different reasons, of course. But things other than the music are affecting the, like, how I appreciate the music. So, you know, I don't, I don't really need to go through this you know and sure she has her fans and she's talking about yo if you don't like me don't listen to my radio show don't listen to the music or i mean whatever you can't control people um but i you know it's hard to really enjoy music for someone who's being so ungrateful about you know you know the success that they obtain and like putting down people you know who have also like obtain success you know at the same time like it's it's just really really petty and just something that the quote-unquote queen of rap shouldn't be doing like this is not what the queen of rap like engages in this is not how they carry themselves so yeah that's that's how i feel um i think queen was a good project Solid project, something that we wanted from Nikki, but all of the mess surrounding it has kind of overshadowed that fact. And I don't know if I'll I'll be going back to get more from the Queen. So that is all I have this week for the Dig Deeper segment. Um, I thank you all for listening. Um, this is this has been the 99th episode. So I know it says um, what does it say? Probably track 89 or whatnot, but. I've done all of those bridge episodes, and I also think I had a couple half episodes, um, so the numbering just got thrown off, but like technically, next week, or like the next episode, because I don't know what's going to happen next week, but the next episode will be the 100th episode, so I'm very excited about that. I got some new things to like transition to the podcast in that next episode. I'm going to do you know some reflection. I, it's going to be exciting. So it's wild been doing this for three years um and the 100th episode that's that's a serious milestone um so i'm excited to share that with you all um in the next episode so you know what it is this is available on google play spotify apple Podcasts, all of that 
Um, go on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate it, review it. Um, you know, tell your friends about it. I just want people listening, you know, so just let them know that if they want to stay up with hip hop and R&B, your boy is here for them. Um, so thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip hop and R&B news. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.